Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 188 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How y'all doing, man? Because I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Your boy's 24. My birthday was Tuesday. I had a good birthday. Appreciate everybody who shouted me out, showed me love, sent me birthday messages. <laughs> Woo, excuse me. Goodness. I appreciate it. I really do. I really do. Um, we got some good stuff to talk about this episode, man. Uh, I really don't even want to hold this up. I want us to get right into it. Um, yeah, man. So, also one of the uh, this one of these segments will be on YouTube, so you can go watch that. I, I recommend you go watch that, um, but also listen to the episode. It's, do what you want. If you prefer the visuals, go get the visuals, man, because the visuals are out there. And I see y'all appreciated the visuals on Tuesday, so I'm going to keep the visuals coming, all right? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, so sit back, relax, and uh, prepare to be electrified, man. That's all, I, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. I'm excited today. I'm here. I'm ready to pod. So one more time, sit back, relax, and prepare to be what? Electrified. All right. You know what? I'm going to hate a little bit. I, I think I reserve the right to hate on things. And one of the things that I haven't hated on, ain't nothing wrong with being a hater, by the way. If you want to be a hater, be a hater. Because sometimes I can be a hater. And I have every right to be a hater at some in some instances. And this is one of them. I don't like simulcasts. And if you don't know what a simulcast is, it's uh all right. So when you watch a football game, basketball game, baseball game, there's the regular bar- broadcast. You got your two normal commentators that were hired to commentate the football game. You got a color and you got a um play by play guy, right? Color commentator. It's usually the guy who comes in with the background information and may make a little jokey joke and he he's more of that guy. Then you got your play by play who's doing the calls, right? The game, the play by play call. What's going on in the game as it happens, etc. Then you get a simulcast. This really started with the Manning cast with Eli and Peyton Manning. And, uh, you know, they they call the game and they have guests on each quarter. And they talk football. They talk about, they interview the guests. It, it's just too much going on for me. There's too much going on. I'm sorry. I can't sit down. And enjoy the game when you got two two split screen. You got a split screen on my left. The ESPN ticker down the bottom. You got something on the another uh, graphic on the right hand corner. I can't do it. I can't do it. Then when the guest comes on, you got three split a three way split screen. There and then the connection is never on. 
the, the guys are going to either be behind, they're talking over each other because they don't know what the next guy is about to say because the connection is lagging, and now we're missing plays in the game because we're so focused on, oh, what, Peyton is, what joke is Peyton going to say next? Oh, my God, LeBron's on here. Oh, my God, is that Pat? Oh, they wildin'. Oh, I just missed a goddamn touchdown. No. I'm good, man. I'm good. I tried last year. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was just so much going on. That's not the way I want to watch football. I didn't even want to watch basketball that way. You guys know, I love the inside crew. I love Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, and uh, Charles. But when they did the NBA All-Star game, I said, no, 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 no. I got to get me out of here. Get me out of here. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't. Last year, you know what I was hating on? I was hating on the number changes. Hated the fact that running backs can wear two. Hated that. Hated when Jalen Ramsey changed his number to five. I ended up loving it, though. This? No, 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 no. Not going to end up loving this. It's just too much. It's too much for my liking, man. It's too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. And now you're getting to a point where everybody's doing it. Basketball, NBA's got it. I'm not watching that. Baseball has it. Really not watching that. You think I want to see baseball players talk about baseball while baseball is on? Hell no. No thank you. Now you got Dude Perfect. Do any of you guys know who Dude Perfect is? Maybe you did in 2012. These are the guys that do like the trick shots and don't they blow stuff up and do like all types of science projects? It's like Bill Nye times five on like a perk. Like that's that's how I think when I think about do perfect. They just do a lot. Sure, do perfect. They do some trick shots. They go in NFL stadiums, throw footballs all the way in hoops. Sure, but what the hell does do perfect know about a cover three? What does do perfect know? About the game of football. Amazon just giving the money away. But God bless them for giving my girl Taylor Rooks that bag. That's what we need over there. But this do perfect four quarters of football? No! Who asked for that? Streets didn't. We didn't ask for that. No! It's nasty out here, man. Everybody is not qualified to do jobs that you need to be qualified to do. I've done commentary. Let me tell you a story. My first real job, my first job. I didn't I didn't get a job until I was 18. I ain't working at McDonald's. What? I ain't working Chick-fil-A. I ain't do the fast food thing. My mom, my mom said, mm, don't work, you good. Enjoy your childhood. Appreciate that, Mom Dukes. I was 18 when I got my first job. I worked at the, uh, I was a sports commentator. What I tell them? Oh, yeah, I commentated games when I was in high school. Did I? No. I was not qualified. But I can talk. Lord, I can talk. Y'all know I can talk. I've been doing this for 188 episodes. I can talk. But to commentate, it's different. It's a different ball game. I didn't take it as serious as I feel like I should, and I regret that to this day. I was nervous when I did it. I didn't get comfortable until probably my spring semester, and that's when I was doing lacrosse games. Enjoyed the hell out of that. But basketball season, oh, I was about to throw up. 
you get knowing all the names, how to pronounce everybody's names, the jersey. And I didn't wear glasses. I didn't wear glasses at that time when I should have. And when we were commentating games, we were all the way on the catwalk like Sting. I couldn't see a damn thing. That's an 18-year-old kid right there trying to do something he had never done before. But I learned and it was okay. But that's what I was that's something I was called to do. Do perfect. They were not called to call football games. No, they were not. That's not what the Lord put them on this earth to do. Y'all feel me? I love Peyton Man. I love Eli Man. I don't want to hear them talk about football when I'm trying to watch football. It's too distracting. Especially if it's a good game. Now, and you know what? Even if it's a trash game, I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy the game. The earth is spinning faster than it has ever spun before. You know what that means? Football season will go even faster now. So I'm not going to waste my time on simulcast. If it ain't Troy and Buck, Chris Collinsworth, Tony and Jim... Charles Davis. What's my other guy's name? I don't want it. I want the real deal, man. You cannot put any and everybody in that broadcasting booth or wherever the hell they're going to be broadcasting from and think it's going to be entertaining. And you're not going to beat the Manning cast. Nobody, nobody's going to beat the Manning cast. I don't care who you put on there. Pat and, and, and uh... Peyton just announced they're going to be doing college games this year. I don't want that. Please. I just feel like it takes away from the game. It doesn't enhance it. It doesn't make it more watchable. I mean, it, it may be entertaining to some, but those jokes don't hit every Monday night. Especially if your team down by 25. Them jokes ain't going to hit. Don't be like, turn this hit off. You know what I mean? I, I, me personally, I just can't get jiggy with it, man. I can't. And I know some people can. The ratings were good. I won't be a part of those ratings. I'm going to hate from a distance. It's Monday night. You watching the Manning cast. Grow up. Like, that's the type of stuff I'm going to be saying this season. I can't do it, people. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you know... It's crazy because I did a game for ColorCast, and I was like, damn, I wonder, it's a playoff game. I wonder if anybody's really listening. And people were listening, but I was like, damn, I wonder how they feel about this rather than the actual broadcast. I wonder if I'm bringing enough flavor to it. And I'm going to get, I'm going to do way more games on ColorCast this year. I'm going to try to, I'm going to do week one to week 17. But Peyton and Eli don't be bringing that flavor for me. I'm good. I can't do it. Then you then you bring guests on, and the guests, they want to talk. Now you overrunning commercial break. Bills need to get paid, and we can't even run our ads because Ray Lewis still talking about something that happened in 2004. No. We don't want the Manning cast. No. Thank you. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Like, you know, this wasn't, I don't know what, I wasn't going to start the episode off with this. But I said, you know, it's going to be a pretty serious episode for the most part. So, 
I want to make y'all laugh first, man, because this is crazy to me. Everybody doing a damn simulcast. No, we don't want it. We don't want it. <sighs> and we talk about quarterback contracts. It's crazy to think there have been quarterbacks who have done a lot less, who have still gotten that bag. Jay Cutler, Brock Eiswaller, Sam Bradford, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Dog, the list goes on, but we can't. Oh, Jared Goff. But we cannot forget the owner of Bank of America, the one with the keys to the vault. He go in there. He just say it's KC, Kirk Cousins. First team, all finesse. All of these guys have gotten bags. I mean, real bags. And I bet ain't no film study. Ain't no homework clause in their contracts. But Kyler Murray got one or had one. And I wonder why. Maybe it's because it's getting a little darker than mine. Who knows? That's what it feels like to be a black quarterback in the NFL. Point blank, man. Point blank. That's what it feels like. You do more, and they expect even more of you. You get paid, and they say, oh, no, you should have got paid less. You get paid, and they still try to find a way to knock you down a couple pegs. Oh, he didn't deserve it because he plays like this. Oh, he needs to play this way, and then maybe he'll live up to the contract. Oh, I think this was a mistake on this team's part. Oh, I don't think they should have gave him this. He plays the game too dangerous. He needs to play a little more safe. He's out the pocket too much. He's going to end up getting hurt. Oh, he's too small. He's undersized. He doesn't have a big guard. Bro, shut up. Shut up. Y'all don't say this when these other guys get paid, man. Y'all don't say this. Y'all don't. Y'all don't. Nobody said any of this last summer when Josh Allen got paid. Nobody talked about him hurdling people, trying to run people over, or his fumbling problems. Nobody talked about that. But y'all want to talk about Lamar? Y'all want to put a, a, a homework clause in Kyler Murray's contract? That's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Fam, I told y'all this a while ago, a couple years ago, about the parallels between the black coach and the black quarterback. And I don't want, don't, don't think I'm that guy. Oh, he's angry black man. I'm not that guy. But when something ain't right, I'm going to call it out. I don't care if you black, white, green, blue. It don't matter to me. But we're going to call a spade a spade on this show. Always going to speak my mind. Always going to keep it 100. And y'all know that. And if you don't, this ain't the show for you. I'm not the host for you. Because I'm going to keep it real. One way or another. I'm not scared to talk about nothing. Bro, being a black quarterback in this league is one of the hardest jobs in sports. Tell me a line right behind being a black head coach. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. It's nothing but... Scrutiny. They always question you. Oh, they'll figure him out next year. Oh, they'll figure him out. They'll figure him out the year after. Oh, he's the, the league's going to figure him out. Fam. 
Did, did, did the league figure out Baker Mayfield? Did they? Because I think they did. What about Sam Darnold? What, 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 what Mac Jones going to look like this year? What Joe Burrow going to look like this year? If Joe Burrow come out there and don't look like he did last year and don't go back to the Super Bowl, y'all going to say the league figured him out? No, y'all probably won't. Y'all not going to give Joe Burrow or the defenses he plays that much credit. But if Lamar go out there, if Colin Murray go out there and have a bad slump or have a bad game, if Pat Mahomes go out there and have a bad game, all the leagues figured him out. All that playground stuff, there ain't all the defenses are ready for that now. But the defense ain't ready for a pocket passer. The defense ain't ready for somebody going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. Fam, the best quarterbacks in the league right now, white or black, they moving around in the pocket. They extending the plays. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Mahomes. Oh, excuse me. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. You can put Herbert in there, Carr. The guys that are doing it, they're doing it with their legs as well. It's not... You, 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 you cannot big up one person for doing one thing and then slight the other because they do it. Yeah, Kyler Murray's going to run his ass off. Yeah, Lamar's going to run his ass off. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is going to scoot, scoot down the field. <laughs> but it's what they do. Why be one-dimensional if you don't have to be? Bro, there are defensive coordinators who don't sleep at night because they know that these guys aren't only a threat in the air, but they're a threat on the ground as well. You have to prepare for both. If anything, we should be celebrating that. We should be aspiring to that. Kids should be coming out of college and be like, yo, I'm going to be a dual threat quarterback. I want people to be fear me on the ground and fear me through the air. But no, what do they do? They call you a running back. Or they say that's not going to last long. He's going to get hurt. Don't matter what size you are. Because, hey, look how Lamar came to camp. Bigger. Put on, what, 15 pounds of muscle. He's on 225 right now. Shannon Sharp on first on uh, Undisputed talking about, oh, he should have did that. Uh, the... Fam, Aaron Rodgers came to camp with a wife beater on and had his traps out. Oh, look at Rodgers. He looks good. Are y'all serious? Bro, he's got like a 38-year-old dad bod that just still goes to Planet Fitness on the weekends with Lamar. Freak of freaking nature Shouldn't have done that What are we doing here man What are we doing here What are we really doing here Is the question It's hard being a black quarterback in the league man And I'm glad That um Kyler Murray spoke up for himself Um let's run that clip Things that are being said about me Um it's, it's almost, you know, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost, it's disrespectful and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke, you know. Um, it's, to me, I'm flattered. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. Um, this game's too hard uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league. Um, it's, it's, it's too hard. 
and, and I don't do this often. I don't talk about myself, but today I feel like I have to. And so I'm going to list the accolades. You know, to go 43-0 in high school in Texas, um, some are going to say, oh, it's high school. That's cool, but nobody else has done it. Um, go to college, win the Heisman, um, get drafted number one overall to the NFL, get drafted number nine overall to MLB. Again, no one's ever done it. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not 6'7", 230. I don't throw the ball 85 yards. Um, I'm, I'm already behind the eight ball, uh, and I can't, you know, I can't afford to take any shortcuts, no pun intended. But, you know, those, are, those, those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious, if you don't prepare the right way. And, you know, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's laughable. Um, but to the, to the film side of things, um, there's multiple different ways to, to you know, to watch film. Um, there's many different ways to process the game. There's many different ways quarterbacks learn the game and break the game down. Uh, of course, I watch film by myself. That's, that's a given. That doesn't even need to be said. Um, but I do enjoy and love the process of watching the game with my guys, the quarterbacks, my coaches. Um, you know, that's, and I think you can ask any quarterback around the league. You know, the camaraderie in that room, um, the, the passion that goes into it. Every man in that room has a job. Every man contributes in, in, you know, in, in different ways. And like I said, I think every player that has played the game, no matter the position, understands what I'm saying right now as far as uh, everybody in you know, your perspective or your, your room uh, having a job and contributing, you know. Uh, so, again, reiterate that, you know, there's multiple different ways to watch film. And, you know, of course, we all watch film. That's not, um, that doesn't need to be questioned. I mean, what, what else is there to say, man? It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Not only to him, but his peers, like he said. Because not only are you guys making it seem like the organization, organization making it seem like he doesn't care about his game. But not only does he not care about his game, he doesn't care about the game of everybody on his, on his offense. Come on, man. Come on. It's a professional quarterback. And you guys don't think he takes it serious enough to go watch film? When Cliff Kingsbury got extended earlier this year, did he get a homework clause? Cause um, last time I saw Cliff, Sean McVay was spanking that ass. Was it not? Wasn't he scheming him up on defense? Wasn't he burning his ass up on offense? Did Cliff Kingsbury watch film? Shouldn't he be watching a little more film? Nah, that's not his contract. But y'all tried to. Minimalize your quarterback, your star quarterback. Make him feel like the black sheep that he is. That's how they that's how they look at the NFL quarterback. It's black sheep. Black sheep. Bro, the league's been around for a long, long time. Multiple quarterbacks, black quarterbacks weren't drafted in the first round until 1999. And you want to talk about, oh, it's not about race. It is. It is. It is, man. Because they always want to call the style of a black quarterback, oh, that's playground football, that's street ball, that's not going to always work. But then when it does, what's there to say? Fam, Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP. What do you have to say? The numbers are there for Lamar through the air as well. The numbers are there for Kyler on the ground through the air. We've seen Mahomes do it. 
And then you know, you know, you got some trouble brewing when you got my homes talking, speaking out. Because I don't, look, I don't think they give my homes that same type of hate. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he is, you know, he has that big arm and he doesn't run as much. But he, he plays, he reminds me, if you're going to compare somebody, I compare Mahomes, not same style of play. He takes care of the ball. More to a Brett Favre, like that that type of gunslinger. I don't think he's a uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, there's no chaos. It's all controlled. It's all precise. It's all scientific. It's all strategic. When I look at Brett Favre and, and like a John Elway, it's controlled chaos. And that's what Pat Mahomes is. We see him practicing his behind-the-back passes, the flips, stuff like that. Now, the ble- the stuff we'll see on Bleach Report Week 5 is controlled chaos. This guy looks like the, the NFL streets. But he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's been there. He's been to the top of the mountain. Last year, we thought he was dead. He came back, went to the AFC title game. So they don't give him that much criticism? Even though he didn't look his best in that AFC title game, it's not as loud as it is for Lamar or as loud as it is for Murray. It's not that loud for Mahomes. So for for Mahomes to come out and speak, you know, answer the question the way he did, nothing but respect for him. Roll Roll the clip. Um, I don't want to go that far and say that. I mean, obviously, uh, the black quarterback has had a battle to be in this position that we are, to have this many guys in the league playing. And I think every day we're proving that uh, we should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that think think uh, just as well as they can use their athleticism. And so uh, it, it always is weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them and other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves every day to show that we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Weird, man. It's a fact. Why do they have to continue to prove themselves year in and year out? Why do they have to continue to stick their claim as solidified elite quarterbacks in this league? Why do you, why do you guys, the media, uh, these unanimous, I mean, these uh, anonymous coaches and anonymous D coordinators that want to talk smack? No, be who you are. Stand on that. If you're going to criticize somebody, stand on that, man. If I ever criticize a player, I'm going to stand on it. I want you to know Eric Lyons said that. Don't be anonymous. Don't hide behind. No. Be real, man. Be real. Point blank. It's weird, though, because they don't ask this of Mac Jones. They don't ask this of Herbert. They don't ask this of Carr. They don't. They don't. They don't. And it's the same thing with black coaches to me. When we talk about black quarterbacks and black coaches with the, the type of leash that they get compared to their white counterparts, it's shorter. You don't have time. You can't be average. You have to either be great. You're either great or you're bad. There's no middle ground for a black quarterback in the league. There's no middle ground. And Lord, please stay healthy because look what Lamar is going through right now. He had one bad season, injury season. 
Now the Ravens are hesitant to pay him. Look at Dak Prescott. Come on, bro. Look at Dak. He was on a contract year. Ankles off the gristle. Because they didn't pay They didn't pay him before this. He should have. Ankles off the gristle. Now you got a choice but to pay him because you feel like trash because you knew the deal should have been done. Same thing about Dak, man. They, they, they asked so much of him. But let Tony Romo lead the mediocre brigade for years down there in Dallas. Now, all of a sudden, since 2016, if Dak don't win MVP, Dak Super Bowl with Dak, this, Dak, that. Come on, fam. Be real. Be real. Be real. Let's be real here. You know? It's crazy, man. It really is. It's it's frustrating because when these quarterbacks come out of college, think about talking about Leah Lamar play wide receiver or Colin Murray should just go back to baseball and he's too small and the game's not gonna be as as slow as it was in college. It's always so much added adversity from the media. When it comes to being a black quarterback. Imagine this. You just spell and be champ, right? Spell and be champ. You can spell all the words. You win a spell and be championship. One of the judges say, Nah. Spell this word. And then I'll believe you. Eh. Spell this word and this word backwards. And then I'll believe you. Matter of fact, spell this word, that word, that word, then say the alphabet backwards in Spanish, then I'll believe you. Those are the type of hoops they make black quarterbacks jump. Mm, yeah, you want a unanimous MVP, but then what? Eh, you want a Super Bowl. Can you want another one? Eh, you took your team to the playoffs, but what happened? Nah, you win it. You won your division this year, but what what happened after that? There's no time to be average as a black quarterback. You don't get that luxury. You don't get that luxury. You don't. Everybody wants to tell you your worth, but they don't see it. They don't know your worth. They don't know your worth. They don't. Also, sorry, not mean to interrupt. Bottom of the screen, there's a promo code, Electrified18. You go over to Underdog Inc., right? You go over to the Instagram page. You go to the website. The website link is in the description. You get yourself some gear, all right? I think it's, what, 15% off on your boy. It's good workout gear. Shout out to the good people over there. They got T-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff. Go get on that now. Link is in the description to the website. Promo code is Electrified18. Salute. But... Yeah, man, it's a dirty business, man. It's a dirty business. And and like Wale said, man, sue me. I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Point blank, period. Point blank. But um yeah. That's all I had on that, man. I, I didn't I didn't I don't I just wanted to get some of that off my chest. Um because we've we've talked about this so many times before. And um I just don't understand the haters, man. The Lamar criticism, still don't understand that. I mean, what else? What more can he do? Um, ah, 
like the the numbers are there, bro. Like they're there. Like and for Bernard Pollard to do that is crazy. I forgot well, we didn't talk about that. Like, come on, fam. Come on, fam. Be better, man. Be better than that. I don't know. I don't know. But that's all I have for that, man. That's all I had. Let's move on. All right. On to some boxing. So, <clears throat> last Saturday night was uh, it was a busy night for me. Well, not busy. I was off. I called out. Called out of work. Loved that. Enjoyed that. <laughs> Loved that for me. Called out. I was home all day. Cleaned all day. Cleaned the apartment top to bottom. Wanted no distractions going into Saturday night because I knew it was going to be a great night. We had SummerSlam, which we're going to talk about later on, and the Danny Garcia fight. Danny Garcia was back. So, the way things lined up is uh, is the way I knew things were lined up. You had the SummerSlam main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. And then you had Danny Garcia in the ring with Benavidez at the same time. These things happen simultaneously. So, in order for me to really enjoy myself, I was at first I was going to watch SummerSlam on the TV, and I was going to watch uh, the fight on my Mac. But I said, nah, that's not extravagant enough for me. I'm not going to feel it. So what did I do? Took my TV off the TV stand, the way I usually do. When I want to hook the projector up. Hook the projector up. Boom. We got a wall. A whole wall dedicated to SummerSlam. Right? Feel like I'm there in Nashville. Then down to the left. I put the fight on the TV. Two things at the same time. If you follow me on Instagram. Uh, you saw it. It was a good setup. It was a great setup. I, I loved that for myself. Enjoyed it. Entertainment center. You know what I mean? So I got to watch both at the same time. But I was really happy to see Danny back in the ring. I was happy to see Danny letting his hands go. It was a uh, it was a good fight, man. Uh, let me pull up the what's it called? Excuse me. Punch that's from CompuBox. Read some numbers off to you guys. Uh, here we go. Total punches landed. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Throwing and landed. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, here we go. So, Danny Garcia threw. Whoa, he threw how many punches? 746, my lord. Danny landed 233 punches, 153 to the body. He worked the body all night against a taller opponent. 80 jabs, man. 80 jabs. 63. To the body. He also threw 153 power pu- landed 153 power punches, 90 to the body. He outlanded uh, Benavidez all in all categories. Um, outlanded him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He outlanded. Jose Benavidez, 12 rounds. 12 rounds. And the scores were absolutely nuts. 
114-114. Somebody saw that fight. 114-114. I just told y'all the copy box numbers. I just told y'all that Jose Benavidez only landed 19.5% of his punches compared to 31.2%. He only landed 12 body shots. He only landed 117 punches. Fam, he only, he only landed 18 jabs out of 299. That's 6%. And somebody said it was 114, 114. That's why boxing is the way it is, man. These judges be high. High, bruh. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Maybe Aaron Rodgers ain't the only one that's on DMT these days. These judges are crazy. 114, 114 where? I don't know if you guys watch the fight. I know I watched the fight round to round, even with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going on. I could tell that that goddamn fight wasn't no draw. It was never close. Were the exchanges? Yeah. Danny was in the pocket with him. Fam, Jose Benavidez had stuck his tongue out more than he did land a jab. And y'all talking about 114-114. Hell no. 117-111. 116-112. 116-112 was even still too close. But this shouldn't have been a majority decision. This should have been a unanimous decision, man. Should have been a unanimous decision. Seriously. But I was so happy to see Danny back in the ring, just in general. Um, because I don't... What was the last time we saw it? I want to say it was against Spence. And I don't think I'm mistaken. Let me see. Yeah, the last, and that was 2020, man. The end of 2020, back in December, you know, he lost that unanimous decision. And after the fight, Danny was very emotional and just talking about, you know, his mental health. And he was crying and just how, how much, you know, how he still goes through things, but he's in a much better place. And how, you know, he had to go seek therapy and he just wasn't in the right headspace to box. And now that he's back, he feels like himself again and touched me. That touched me. Um, seeing a guy that I enjoy in the sport of boxing and I enjoy as a person outside of the sport, you know, uh, peel back the layers and really let it all out. I felt that, man. I, as someone who goes through that and can get in depressive spells and, and doubt themselves, we all do. We all do. We all we can all say that one time or another we weren't our best selves. We can say that we weren't feeling like ourselves. And this twenty three. Oh yeah, you guys not turn twenty four on Tuesday. Twenty three felt like a, a never ending dark spell. And some of my problems may not have been as big to other people. And some of my problems were actually self inflicted. Just overthinking and doubt and self-doubt. And and I could send you somewhere you don't want to be. And it's so hard to get out. You don't want to eat. You don't want to sleep. You don't want to work out. You don't even want to do what you love. I don't want to do this. When I'm not feeling my, like myself, I don't want to come here and talk to y'all because I can't give y'all this. Right now, I'm giving y'all the best Eric lines I can give y'all, man. I'm giving y'all, y'all can, you can hear it in my voice. I want this. I love this. 
And sometimes I don't want to get up to do it. Understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I can, in my mind, put together a show and be like, yeah, this show going to be a banger. I can talk myself out of it. And that shit is crap. I'm sorry, my language. But that, that is crazy, man. It's crazy. Whew. Um, so, yeah, man, watching Danny talk like that struck a, a nerve in me. Um, and then after that, he was talking about what's possibly next for him. He called out Keith Thurman, man. He said we would like to run it back with Thurman. And I'm not mad at that. I like that. He said he would like to see Thurman. He even called out Laura at 154. I like Danny at 144. He looked good, man. He looked much better than he did in his last fight. Um, I enjoyed the fight. I was happy to see him let his hands go. You know, that's been my problem with Danny for a while. Is that, especially in the bigger fights, it's like he just forgets how to... He forgets what to do. <laughs> Fam, you got to let your hands go. You can't get in there and, and wait for the counter all night. You're going to lose that race every time. And he didn't do that uh, Saturday night. He was aggressive. He was the aggressor. And um, the counter was there, but he didn't wait for it all night. So it was a difference maker. It wasn't like uh, he was waiting to throw a punch. No, he threw the punches. He beat. He was beating Benavidez to the punch the majority of the night. So um, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. Congratulations, Danny Garcia, man. I can't wait to see him back in the ring. Huh. So what else is going on in the world of boxing? All right, all right, okay. Okay. Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis have been, I want to say, the last five maybe six years, going back and forth, social media, interviews, press conferences. We know Javante is under the PBC banner, Al Heyman. We know that Ryan Garcia is over at the zone on the Golden Boy and Oscar De La Hoya. We know this. We know where they are. If this fight doesn't happen this year, I feel like the core boxing fans are going to lose interest. I don't think the casuals will, but I think your core fans are going to lose interest in this fight. This is a fight that needs to happen either now or never. Because me personally, I'm over it. I'm over the antics. I'm over the tweets. I'm over the back and forth. I'm done with it. If y'all not going to get in the ring... What's that to talk about Now you got Ryan Garcia talking about He likes to be at 140 After Tank just said He likes to be at 135 So what are we really doing here man Just feel like You can't continue To sell us on something That doesn't look like It's ever going to come Like how can you expect us To be still interested in this fight Next, Say next year Around this time like around this time in 2023. Am I still going to care about Tank and Ryan Garcia? I'm not. I'm not. It's going to be old, man. It's going to be old. And these guys, whether you want to admit it or not, have had a very similar careers. I mean, Tank has fought a little more 
intense competition. Well, I would say that Tank has better bodies on his record, but no real big title fights, no unification bouts, really no undisputed, nothing major that I can look at on their resume and say, oh, these guys are first ballot. And both of these guys have been protected by their predecessors who hate each other. You got Floyd and you got De La Hoya. And De La Hoya holding on to Ryan Garcia's relevancy and his undefeated streak and his, his O and that record because he is the last golden boy. I mean, I know. I know his pockets are hurt. I know his pockets are hurt without Canelo. I know they are. I know they are. So he's trying to hold on for dear life. To this boy Ron Garcia And I Hey You gotta do what you gotta do Bills gotta get paid Coke gotta get bought I get it I get it So Yeah I yeah. I don't know man I don't know I don't know I just I just feel like this fight Has to happen this year hey, hey, Give it to me in December Or don't give it to me at all Point blank Man because I'm ready For you guys to move on And do other things At this point ready for, Just get in the ring Do it Or don't uh, You know what I mean I, I, I'm over it I'm over it I'm over it. I can say that I'm over it. Oh yeah. Um, let's see what else is going on in the world of boxing. Um, uh, we've heard we've, I've, there's been rumblings of Floyd's next exhibition. They've been talking about uh, him and McGregor and him and Pacquiao, and then today, Adrian Broner, who has a fight this month, a real fight, is talking about an exhibition match with him and Floyd would be a hundred million dollars. Ab. Please go sit down somewhere and, and continue to train for your real fight this month. I I have nothing left up uh, to say on that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, a couple more fights this month. I know we got um Anthony Joshua. His fight is coming. The Broner fight I just mentioned is coming. The next month we got Andrew Andy Ruiz and um. Luis Ortiz, and then of course you know the big the big fight of September. Um, honestly, maybe the last big fight of the year if the uh, Crawford and Spence fight can't get done. Uh, we got Canelo versus Triple G three live next month on the Zone pay per view. Uh, so yeah, man. I mean the year is wrapping up for boxing, and you you know we may get some good late late bangers. I mean Tank said he's supposed to be back this year. Uh, I think he said December, so we'll see. But, you know, the way it is now, it's like it revolves around Canelo and the the top guys at welterweight right at this, the you know, the, the way we were about to finish this last four months of 2022. So we shall see, man. I just hope, I hope that Crawford and Spence fight can get made. That would be lovely to have. Canelo Triple G three in September, and then we roll right into uh, Crawford Spence in October. I mean, that would be perfect, right? That'd be perfect. But we know how that goes. But uh, yeah, man, that's all I got for inside the ropes uh, this week. <sighs> all right, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this has been episode one eighty eight. Make sure you go retweet, like, all that good stuff. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, go, hold on. Also, before I get this, get out of here, something I wanted to say one more time, just in case, you know, for the listeners, 
Underdog, man. The underdog dot dot uh dot US. Yeah. It's not just a brand, it's a mentality, man. Go over there. They got good workout gear, t shirts, shorts, hoodies, everything, t- uh, tank tops, everything is at a good fair price, all good athletic wear. Uh go over there, man, go get you some good stuff and use promo code electrified 18 to get yourself 15% off understand what i'm saying 15% off go do that man go do that um but thank you guys for tuning in this has been episode 188 oh uh, damn damn i'm sorry a little brain blast right there (laughs) this has been episode 188 man make sure you go Subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.